Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. This is episode number 343. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Today, we are doing part one of two of our Disneyland trip report. In this episode, it's just Catherine and I. We're going to go through basically a recap of the entire trip. So we're going to talk about highlights, lowlights, or reviews, kind of everything in between. Then part two of this, Hannah and Clayton, who were our partners in this travel uh, who joined us for the pre-trip report, are going to join us again, and we've prepared some questions for them reflecting on their first trip to Disneyland. A lot of stuff about Avengers Campus in there, and so we're going to try to cover it all, right? I mean, yeah, we have to cover it all. I feel like, I don't know, we just are so obsessed with Disneyland, it's hard to kind of contain our excitement and all of our glowing reviews. <laughs> so... As a reminder, if you did not listen to the pre-trip report or if you've forgotten, which don't blame you, it's been a while since we put it out, this was a three-day park trip. So travel day on the beginning, travel day on the end. We were traveling from Orlando. Hannah and Clayton were traveling from North Carolina. Uh, We actually ended up getting our connecting flights in the same airport in Atlanta. So we got to fly the bulk of the flights out there. And then just logistically, we'll run through this quickly. We ended up uh, flying into Orange County again. The airport of many names. Orange County, Santa Ana, John Wayne, that airport near Disney. Like <laughs> You hear it all. And even like our captain on our flight referred to it as multiple different airports during the flight. Yeah, it's just so funny. Like the signage everywhere. It's all rather confusing, honestly. Like... What airport? I can't think of another single airport that has so many names. Well, it's like, I think they were trying to get away from John Wayne, but they still have a huge John Wayne statue in there. And like, like you said, all the signage says John Wayne. And I think it's on John Wayne Road or something. Very weird. So anyway, we flew in there. Uh, Now this is our third trip. So it's two times flying into SNA, one time flying into LAX. It has to be a dang good deal for me to fly into LAX at this point because SNA is so convenient. Yeah, just so close. The ease of, I I was going to say getting your Uber and like finding where to go, but we did mess that up. So It changed since last time we were there. I think it's because we didn't read, but that's fine. I mean, just, yeah, the convenience of getting there so quickly because especially for us, or probably a lot of people who are traveling to Disneyland, like after sitting on a plane for six hours, the last thing I want to do is drive an hour to like my destination. You know, you just want to be there at that point. And I'll actually point out, we've actually never flown into LAX for a Disneyland trip because the only time that we've not flown into SNA, we flew into San Diego, spent a couple days down there and then drove our rental car directly from San Diego to Anaheim. So we've only flown out of LAX. That was a nightmare. We won't 
we'll spare you the details of that. But I'm it wasn't, sure we talked about it. Well, I know we have multiple times, but it wasn't <laughs> fun. But now this is two times SNA, both arrival and departure, just completely flawless. It's yeah. a very clean airport, small airport. Traffic's not bad. It's really just can't beat it. Um, our Uber actually taking us to the airport for the departure was bad, but that's its own thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, you you just you never you know it's never a good sign when you get in and she says, "Hey, just so you know, my air conditioning doesn't work." Like, excuse great. me, what? <laughs> Great. So we're going to fly. We're going to drive on the interstate with the windows down the whole way. Great. <laughs> this it was, was delightful. <laughs> I wish you maybe would have told me that before, so I could have requested a different driver. But hey, it is what it is. We got there safely. Um, so then arrival day, we landed around eleven o'clock. That time difference, like it really works in your advantage going out there. Besides the fact Even that you're dead it's tired. so weird. Yeah. I was going to say, it does work to your advantage when you look at it on paper, but I don't think our body ever quite adjusted because it was like a relatively short trip. And then like by the time we came home, we were still so confused. It's just bizarre. So we didn't share this in the pre-trip report, but we were staying at the Fairfield Inn and Suites, uh, Marriott Hotel. It's one of the absolute closest that you can get to on Harbor Boulevard to that entrance into the Disneyland property. Um, Previously, we stayed at the Residence Inn, which is a little bit farther away than the Fairfield. And when you come out of uh, the Esplanade or the Disneyland area to go to the Fairfield, you turn left on Harbor Boulevard to go to the Residence Inn. We would turn right. It's not bad by any means, but there is a 7-Eleven that you have to pass by. If you turn right and you have to cross the street back there, it's like behind DCA, the road that runs perpendicular to DCA. And there's just, there's a lot of people there, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. I mean, and again, just like at the end of the day, because when we Disneyland, like we do Disneyland hard, you know? So even though it is a short walk, especially when you compare like the proximity to Disney World, even just saving like those few steps or saving that little bit of time, I feel like it does make a difference. So I was very happy with where we stayed this time. The walk was very short. Like you said, we only had to cross the street once. And then, I mean, it was right there. Yeah. So when we got there, we booked everything through Hannah, who booked it through Disneyland, so like as a full package. So they do those with the Good Neighbor Hotels. So our tickets and our hotel were all combined, which made it easy. And Genie Plus were all combined. And that made it very easy, I think. And we only paid for a standard view room when we got there because we landed so early. You know, check-in isn't until 4 p.m. They said, we have a room available now, but it's just city view, standard view, if you want to wait until four o'clock, we can get you a theme park view. And we didn't think it was worth it. We desperately needed a nap, so we were not willing to wait. And, but now looking back, we never would have even had a chance to view the theme park. No, I mean, I do think it's cool in theory to say that you have that theme park view and I honestly don't even know what the view is. It would have just been like the monorail and the Matterhorn. And you probably would have seen some of the Spires of Galaxy's Edge. 
Yeah, but depending on how high you are, maybe, I don't know. We never even, like, went to investigate, like, what the view would be. Like, we truly didn't care. Um, Yeah, I don't think it mattered that much. I didn't feel slighted or anything. Um, I will say the most important thing about any hotel is that it was very clean. Um, The bed was comfortable. The pillows were good. I mean, no problems. Yeah, I would absolutely stay there again, especially for the price, because it was, you know, relatively affordable. Yeah. Especially when you book it as a package, like you don't, you don't even really think about it anymore. After it's that. just too convenient. It's almost like Disney figured out how to, you know, just make it very easy. Man. And like upsell you a little everything. bit and you don't yeah. even realize it. Exactly. Man, they're so smart. They are so smart. All right. So uh, then we headed over to downtown Disney that first day. We just needed to kill some time until our dinner reservation that night. It was around seven o'clock, I believe, at Tortilla Joe's. So we walked around World of Disney, went went to the Disney Home Store. We went to a new place for us. We grabbed a drink at Ballast Point. That place is awesome. Yeah, the atmosphere, very laid back. Um, we basically just went right upstairs to where they have the bar, and we just sat for a little while because we had some time to kill and it was just a great spot. We were commenting the whole time how we need something like that in Disney Springs because it would totally kill. It was like, it was, it kind of had City Walk or City Works. I always make that yeah. mistake. <laughs> city Works vibes, except it actually wasn't very busy, which I think helped like keep it pretty chill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe other days where it's super busy, but the NBA finals were on. And it was a Sunday evening, and it was not packed. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. It did seem like they had quite a bit of a wait for people to eat there, but you could have ordered from the bar as well. Yeah. So I'll keep that in mind, I think, for our next trip. That's a pretty easy place to squeeze in. And it looked like the food was good. We didn't have anything there because we knew we were going to dinner, but it looked good. Okay, so Tortilla Joe's. No, you're missing something. Go ahead. Um, we also had to stop before dinner to get dessert because why not? We're on vacation. And we got the cookies and cream beignets. Yep, from the... Jazz Kitchen. Jazz Kitchen Express, Ralph Brennan. So we did eat at Ralph Brennan's last time we went to Disneyland. Loved it. Like, rave so review of it. But this time we just went to the Express Kitchen and... I mean, yeah, it was like an Oreo mixed with a beignet. I will die on this hill now. Ralph Brennan's has a better beignet than Disneyland. Oh, I totally agree. They were not hollow, which unfortunately is the problem that we've had over and over and over again when we get the ones from New Orleans Square. And the ones from Disney World. They have the same issue. Oh, yeah. From like the Port Orleans and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were thick. They were absolutely huge. The four of us should have just gotten one because they come in a pack of four. We both got our own, and they were incredible. The one thing I will say disappointed at the Jazz Kitchen, though, the Jazz Kitchen Express, I should say, <laughs> distinguished between the two, was the mint julep. It was bad. Like, really. like It the was most- like neon blue like fluorescent colored it was very strange and i like 
mint juleps. I don't know what's the right and wrong way anymore. Like, I, I don't that know. was not it. That was not it. I prefer mine that's just like a lemonade with some mint, honestly. And if that's the wrong way, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> because that was really, it tasted like mouthwash. It looked like mouthwash. <laughs> yeah, it was Listerine with a splash of lemonade. Yeah, it was so beignets, yes, mint julep, no. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we found was a little bit strange there, and this is the only time it happened to us on property the entire time, is they could not take a Disney gift card. So we did like the classic thing where we threw some gift cards in our Target cart every time we went to get the discount with our red card. And that was the only place that I presented it, and they're like, oh, no, we can't take that, which I thought was strange because it's even in Disney Springs, downtown Disney, but oh, yeah, dang. same thing. Yeah. But yeah, Disney Springs, every single vendor has to accept Disney gift card. And I'm sure like their point of sale system has some way to reconcile it and get the money in the right place. Or Oh, totally. Yeah. But I thought it was, I was surprised yeah. there. I forgot about that. So just heads up, I guess. And, you know, it very well actually just could have been that cast member. But who knows? You know, we'll never know. All right. So after that... I'm not going to say this was a disappointment, but I will say I was disappointed. <laughs> What's the difference? There is a dis- there is a difference. I'm not sad that we picked it. I'm just I left unsatisfied. Tortilla Joe's. So the first strike was that I, I mean, and honestly, who isn't a huge queso fan? I was really banking on like a big bowl of queso <laughs> to go with my Mexican food. And they their two options were salsa. And it was very good salsa or guacamole. Well, I don't want I wanted queso. That was that was the first strike. Um my food was fine. I mean, I think we all agree like the food was fine. It just wasn't blow you away like Literally everything else in Disneyland. I mean, I'd say 98% of the stuff that we ate the rest of the week blew us away. Tortilla Joe's just kind of missed the mark. And it was a little upsetting. Yeah. And I've seen people say like, oh, it's more like authentic, you know, Mexican food. But we've had Mexican, we are Mexican food connoisseurs. We've had every different version. We've had like southern u.s mexican food i feel like we've had more authentic mexican food we've had stuff in arizona we've had stuff in san diego like this was one of the worst mexican meals i think i've ever had yeah and i don't think it had anything to do with the authenticity i just it just wasn't great it was fine we ate we were full you know we went home and slept (laughs) you know whatever but yeah it's just I think there are better options, Um, which is upsetting because I feel like we totally hyped up Tortilla Joe's. Like last time we went, it was between Tortilla Joe's and the Jazz Kitchen. So this time we were kind of reconciling that choice. And, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. I don't know. Next time, would you go, would you target to go back to Jazz Kitchen or would you try one of these that we haven't? Like a ballast point for a full dinner or... Catal or any of those? I, you know, I would probably be down for anything. I might actually like to try something at one of the hotels. Oh, yeah. 
just because we've never really done that much. We dipped our toe into that just a little bit this trip with a character breakfast. But, you know, I, I think that could be cool. Yeah. Since we enjoy that so much in Disney World. Ready to talk about park days? Uh, Yeah, I guess that's everything, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Park so, days. Park days. We're not going to talk about every single ride that we did and every single snack, but we're going to talk about, you know, the things that have stuck with us now. The highlights. A week removed from this trip. And so our strategy was loosely, loosely, it was day one was Disneyland. Day two was DCA. Day three was combo, like go back and clean up whatever you missed. Uh, we knew from our previous experiences that we would want to spend more time in DCA than Disneyland. That did happen again on this trip. Uh, but we did have park hopper. So we did hop two out of the three days. Day one was the only one that we didn't actually hop. Correct. So um, we did have Genie Plus. We kind of loosely mentioned that at the beginning of this, just to kind of set the baseline. We have still not used Disney Plus in Walt Disney World. Genie Plus. What did I say? You said Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. We are avid users of Disney Plus. <laughs> Everything's a plus. It is. How I wonder which marketing person came up with that. It is a little confusing. And then the, the NFL just came out with a streaming service, or they're going to, NFL Plus. Like, uh, come on. Come on, people. Genie Plus. Sorry. We have still not used Genie Plus in Walt Disney World. Uh, we've used one individual lightning lane. I don't think that really counts for anything. But even that was like a high stress situation. And, you know, just to preface this, Disneyland, low stress. Which, again, just makes you have to love it. Because who wants to be on vacation and just, like, freak out the entire time because you think you're not going to get to do anything? Yeah. So, just based on what we know, because, again, we are not Walt Disney World Genie Plus experts. I don't think we ever will be. It's just not something we're interested in really spending money on. But you know who is? Who? Hannah. She yes, I, so and she I, helped us out a lot on this trip. Yes, I will say I'm not knocking Genie Plus for Walt Disney World. Uh, I guess like forthright, I am like I am, but I'm not. What I'm saying is there's just a few differences that we know of, but we're not experts in the field by any means. If you're going on vacation at Walt Disney World, I think you need Genie Plus. But if you're a local like us, it just doesn't make sense. Which is, I think, why it worked so well in Disneyland, because yeah. it is a local park. I don't think people out there use it. We're rambling. We but, are rambling. But quick things that why I think it works so well, you have to scan into the park before you can start using it. I think it makes a big difference. I hear from people all the time coming to Walt Disney World, that 7 a.m., you know, you buy it at midnight, and then you have to start booking at 7 a.m., and then you have to choose, am I getting an individual lightning lane or am I getting my first Genie Plus selection? It's it's a lot. In Disneyland, it's if you get to the park at Park Open, you start using it. If you get there later in the day, you start using it then. And so you don't really hear the term stacking like you do in Walt Disney World nearly as much. Like Walt Disney World, you're hero peeper. Oh, I, I started stacking. I have a 5, 6, and a 7 p.m. Disneyland, like, it's going to be 2, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock maybe before you can even start looking at those same hours because it, things just go by so much slower. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I think it's really low stress. I would still watch a tutorial on Genie Plus before you go to Disneyland, but it's one of those like you're going to get the hang of it really quickly. And it is, I would say, um, because we use the old Fast Pass system that they had there. Is that Max what it was Pass. called? Max Pass. Like, like yeah. Very but, well, and that's even confusing because it was Max Pass gave you access to Fast Pass Plus. <laughs> So, but I will say, I thought it was pretty similar to that. Like once you got on the app and were using it, it felt normal. Yep. So still only booking one attraction at a time, unless you book something for longer than two hours out. And then you can book after a two hour window. We use that a couple of times. Just a couple times. But, um, so day one in Disneyland, this is where like we're hitting it hard. This is Hannah and Clayton's first time ever going in. We basically kind of took a back seat to strategy. I think like we gave our two cents on just some of the things that we've experienced in our past trips, but this was our first time with Genie Plus there as well. So we kind of let Hannah do the driving. And I'll be completely honest, I did not have any trust in her strategy <laughs> at first. But I was like, I don't really care. Like I think I'm gonna get to do everything that I want. But so our strategy was that we were going to do the non-Genie Plus attractions first thing in the morning. AKA and, Fantasyland. Yeah, they're basically all condensed in Fantasyland. So we were actually the very first people to ride Snow White's Enchanted Wish of the day. Which has never happened to us. We've never been the very first people on a ride ever. So that was very cool. And so the rope drop for Fantasyland is actually right in front of the partner statue. So that was really cool, too, because we got some really awesome picks with nobody in the background, like nobody up at the castle. I do also have to say before we get too into this, because we knew that we were going to rope drop, we all rallied that morning. And Hannah and Clayton were even the very first people in the line to like scan your ticket and get into the park, which again, we have never done that before. Like been the first people in line. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So that was very cool. Yeah. Um, and sorry, just to backtrack a little bit more. <laughs> we didn't, I didn't expect. Uh, so Hannah and Clayton were staying at Disneyland Hotel. We were staying off, off in a good neighbor hotel on Harbor Boulevard. We expected for them both to start security at the same time. So I think we expected it to be at 7 because the park opened at 8. Yeah. Um, and that was the case for the Disneyland Hotel side. That would have been for the Paradise Pier and the Grand Californian. Well, those people probably would have used their own entrance in. Uh, the Disneyland actual owned hotels on that side. And they actually opened right at 7. Ours didn't open until like 7.15. Which, yeah, so it, I mean, obviously it all worked out in the end, but that was a little concerning at first because there were a ton of people. That was probably the only time where it felt like Disney World crazy level with just swarms of people, just people everywhere, people clamoring to, you know, get somewhere. That was probably like the most fast paced thing that we experienced, but that was the only time that that happened. I would be curious to know when they start, they open the security for the parking garage people. Oh, yeah. Because that 
I don't know what the best strategy is to do that. But anyway, it ended up working out. Even if we didn't have Kane and Clayton there to get us at the very front of that line, like we would have been fine. Oh, yeah. It, we still would have been able to walk onto any attraction that we wanted to first thing in the morning. So now back to Fantasyland. So we essentially knocked out all of Fantasyland first thing in the morning with the exception of Peter Pan. Um, and that is the one ride in Fantasyland that people like gunned it for. I just, I don't know if I get it. I don't know. We skipped We've never it. done it. So yeah. maybe that's why we don't get it. We've skipped it because it is just one. It's one of those. It's too similar to Walt Disney World's for it to make sense. Unless it's like a walk on and it's just never a walk on. So I don't know. I, I, and they don't even have the cool cue to like. To entertain yourself. Yeah. I mean, that looks like the switchbacks from heck <laughs> to walk through. But the moral of the story is Hannah's strategy totally worked. I think we knocked out all of those little dark rides in 30 minutes. I mean, it was record time. So we did Enchant- uh, Enchanted Wish, Pinocchio's, Mr. Toad's, and Alice. Yep. All so quickly. Yep. And then did we do standby for Matterhorn at that point? No, I think we did breakfast. Breakfast. Ooh, okay. This is a highlight. This is a star moment in our vacation. <laughs> so previously, uh, we had had the normal chimichangas, like the lunch chimichangas. We did have that again on this trip. They disappointed again. Too many beans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to those. Um, so, but Hannah and Clayton wanted the breakfast chimichangas. So we're like, fine, grab us one, two. We went and got coffee and they brought the chimichanga. And they had already finished it because the Starbucks line took longer, of course. And they're like, guys, that was amazing. Like, they were considering going back and getting another yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, okay, like, really? Okay, whatever you say, guys. Like, they're on the high of being in Disneyland for the first time. These newbies, you know. They don't know what good food is. Yeah. It was bomb.com. It was incredible. So, even though it was wrapped in the foil, which I feel like can sometimes affect, you know, like the texture of the outside. It was still nice and crispy, like a chimichanga should be. It had like real tasting, fluffy eggs. Like they didn't seem artificial or anything. It had cheese, hash browns, sausage. Nope. Was there bacon? Or no I don't bacon? remember. I don't know. But it was great. And then picante. Salsa, hot sauce, whatever you yeah. want to call it. It was like 10 out of 10. That is so good. And so they serve that from the ship to shore stand in Frontierland, kind of right next to um, Big Thunder Mountain's entrance. Yeah. So we took a second to eat. Then we all felt, you know, recharged and like ready to attack the day. And from there, like, that's the moment where we started using uh, Genie, Genie Plus. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> and so I do think that's the best strategy. Uh, you know, I think there's multiple strategies that work. Uh, going back, I maybe still would have rope dropped Hyper- Hyperspace Mountain because that's what I would have done on my own. But I think our plan worked flawlessly. And then basically from then on out, we did Genie Plus all day long. Like, no waiting no standing around, book it, 
walk there, write it, book it, write it, walk there, like <laughs> over and over and over and over again. We didn't wait in a line longer. Indiana Jones was probably our longest wait all day long. And that's just because that line kind of stinks. Well, and then we picked, you know, you have to make the decision. And it's always like, who's going to pick? Which one are you, you know, left or right? We picked, I think it was the right. <laughs> and it took forever. Uh, yeah, I think it was actually the left because I know why ours took so long is because VIP tour groups kept coming down the elevator and it's the handicapped elevator to right there at the load queue and they kept loading them on the left on our side over and over and over again. Oh, the right right. side was just constantly flowing because they weren't stopped by VIP tours. You are correct. Those rich people. Not that that scarred us or anything. Yeah. Okay, so let's just hit the highlights, I feel like. Hyperspace Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) For the Magic Kingdom rides. Disneyland. Oh, my God. SOS. Who are you? (laughs) I don't know. It's it's just, like, so bizarre. Hannah even kept saying, like, it's just so familiar that you sometimes forget, you know? Except it's better. Except it's better. But it is, you know, comforting. Okay. Hyperspace Let's talk Mountain. about Hyperspace Mountain. It was the winner of the entire trip. We talk and rave about it every chance that we get because it was incredible. I didn't really have high expectations for it because now this is the third iteration of this attraction that we've done. The first time we went, we did Ghost Galaxy, which was pretty meh. Meh. Second time, we did just classic Space Mountain, which was really good. We, yeah, we really enjoyed us. it. It flipped us, actually. We used to be Team Magic Kingdom Space Mountain. It flipped us to Team Disneyland Space Mountain. And now Hyperspace Mountain is the best version of this attraction by far. I mean, just the attention to detail, I think, completely blew me away. I mean, Disneyland, like, kudos to whoever comes up with these overlay ideas and then like sees them through because I thoroughly just expected like star Wars music. That's the only thing that I went into hyperspace mountain thinking it was going to be different because that's all we ever get in Disney world, you know? So there was a whole story, you know, there was like a setup. It ended like it was just so fun and well done. And it wasn't even super high budget. No, and it didn't need to be. No, I mean, just some projections, some little lasers, a great, you know, soundtrack. Admiral Akbar. I mean, it was incredible. So I'm so glad that we got the chance to do that because I wouldn't have even known what I was missing. Yeah. And we ended up doing that the most of any attraction in our three days. I think we did it all three days. Every time we went back to Magic Kingdom, we got Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah. And it was, I think, the quickest of the Genie Plus to go in Disneyland, but it was still, like, you could grab one in the evening and ride it. You know, you maybe had to wait an hour or two, but you could easily grab one. I think even one time the park stayed open until midnight on two nights that we were there. I think we grabbed one at, like, 10 o'clock at night for, like, 45 minutes from then. Yeah, so, so I mean, it really worked out. Yeah. Um, Another th- highlight has to be the Matterhorn. Yeah. We did get to do both sides, um, and we got to do it once during the day and then once at night. And 
It's just so entertaining. I mean, what a joy the Matterhorn is. Just getting thrown around, seeing Harold. Um, Hannah has like the most infectious laugh in the entire world. So you just hear her giggling the entire time. And it is truly incredible. And the first time we wrote it, we timed it really great because we were basically like with dueling bobsleds. There was another group that went off or like up the lift hill on the other track at the same time as us. So we kept running into them, you know, every turn they'd be there too for the first part of the ride. So, and we, that's bizarre. Yeah. That's a really cool, you know, added element that we had never had before. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, big thunder is so good in Disneyland. If I know that Disneyland Paris's version is better and that's like enough to make me want to book the trip. (laughs) <laughs> because it's hard for me to imagine that it's better than Disneyland's, but I know it is. Yeah. But like the dynamite scene is so good. So good. It would make such a big difference in Walt Disney World if they would add it. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they can finish Tron first. <laughs> and then we can worry about enhancing other things. Yeah. Um, other attractions that stood out, Alice in Wonderland is always a big hit. Yeah, that was a crowd pleaser. We had to do that several times. Yeah, and that's not on Genie Plus. No. Teacups, we did it at night, which I think is the move. Absolutely. Uh, We did Small World once. I maybe wish that we would have squeezed in another Small World. Yeah. I just love it so much. The train. We did a whole loop on the train this trip. We did. So So that that was was a thrill. Um, Characters. You want to talk about characters that we saw? Yeah, we saw quite a few. We really did. So in the morning, um, when we were just in Fantasyland, it was really cool because we saw Peter and Wendy just randomly walking around. We saw Captain Hook randomly walking around. Um, did we see like princesses too? I don't think we saw a ton of princesses, but every time we walked by Small World up in the stage that's like to the right. Uh, before you get to Small World, there were always characters up there. So normally it was Mickey. It was some combination of the Fab Five. Yes. So normally like Mickey and Pluto or Mickey and Minnie or Mickey and Goofy. Donald. Donald was up there as well. Um, and they just kind of always were there. The line was kind of long for that. And then as a reminder, because we're not going to mention it, any of the attractions, uh, Mickey's Toontown is closed right now. Yeah. To prepare for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I still, we've said this before, I still stand by that is going to, as the kids say, it's going to slap in that <laughs> land. Do the kids still say that, though? That's well, what I would the, like to The know. kids who said that are probably adults and... <laughs> and we're old. <laughs> yeah. But it, and and the news that it's going to have some added scenes compared to the Hollywood Studios version, like... It's going to be so cool. Inject that into my veins. Like, yeah, it's going to be so amazing. I think the coolest characters that we saw, though, were we made our way back into Galaxy's Edge because we know we wanted to see R2, D2, Phoenix Shand, and Boba. We were like on a mission. We really did like do circles walking around to try to find them. And they did not disappoint. I think especially Phoenix Shand. I think Phoenix was... Probably the coolest character I think that I've like 
ever interacted with in a very long time. She blended in so well. So they put them into the market, like bazaar area in Galaxy's Edge. You could kind of see it in zones. So Rise of the Resistance, they don't really put any characters over there because it's already chaotic enough. Mm-hmm. In the bazaar, they put Fennec Shan and Boba Fett there. And then Ray and Chewie and, and R2. R2 were kind of up near the Millennium Falcon. And then, of course, Kylo has his area with the ship. But the cast members were a little more forthcoming with information than I expected. We didn't specifically ask, but other people were asking, like, if I were where to see <laughs> Boba, where, and they're like, oh, he normally walks through here in the market. So they know. We were kind of waiting for like, you know, significant times, like a half hour, an hour. And then eventually he walked out. But Finnick blended in so well. Like she was just kind of like slyly walking around. And like, this isn't like a knock on her costume, but if that had been in Hollywood studios, I would have thought that was just a guest on the Star Cruiser. You well, know? I just think, I think that just says they did a good job. Yeah. yeah. And it was really nice too, because I don't know if she had been out for a while or if people really just didn't see her, but there was not like a hovering crowd around her. So we really got to have like a good conversation. She spent some time with us. We took pictures and then, you know, she just went on her way versus the minute that Boba Fett walked out. You knew it. People lost their minds. Because people were everywhere, completely surrounding him. And that I don't is, know if that, I mean, that's got to be very overwhelming And for him. that's the exact reason why we'll never get him in Hollywood Studios. I, I mean, 1,000%. People have no chill whatsoever. Well, and even, it was really cool um, when we did find... R2 over by the Millennium Falcon, Ray just walked up and stood right next to me and started talking to R2. Like, I don't even know she was there. She's just casually walking around and no one, you know, mauled her. Like, that would never happen. Yeah. I wish that we, like, there was a way to explain, like, why are the guests so different? It's a much more relaxed vibe in Disneyland. Maybe it's just because Walt Disney World is like so much more expensive is the only thing I can think of that people are like, I'm getting my money's worth. But like, is it though? You know know. what I mean? Because like, if you compare tickets and food, you know, it's got to be comparable. I'm saying maybe more people are there as like a big trip than Disneyland. Yeah. I mean, that's got to, I think that has to play a huge part. In it is just like the tourist versus local ratio. Yeah. But anyway, they they were really great. I think they did a great job with both of those. They had had a very much Avengers Campus vibe with those characters. Yes. It was super cool. Um, so any other attractions stand out? That you I have one to- more character. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. We got to see Miguel. Oh, we did see Miguel. That was awesome. I wanted to say... Miguel, I love you in the Adventures Friends yeah. cavalcade in Magic Kingdom. You are like the highlight. I love the Vamos song, but yes. I don't think he's you would know. just so full of energy, like just so spot on. He was awesome. And uh, Mirabelle was actually going to switch with him at, right after we met Miguel. 
that line was crazy. Yeah, she had a very big line. And I kind of wish that we had stayed just to see her because we didn't even see her. Yeah. But I don't think we could have waited in the line to meet her. No, I don't, I don't think any of us were willing <laughs> to wait in that line. Yeah. Um, but other attractions. Are you good with attractions now? Yes. So Haunted Mansion was good as always. Um, Indiana Jones was good as always. The one that we gave it another chance, and it's it's not good. I like I have respect <laughs> for it for being an opening day attraction. I really do. And maybe it's good for little ones, but the storybook land canals might be the worst forty minute span of my life. Yeah. Do you think that's being dramatic? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely being dramatic. But for whatever reason, well, it's not whatever reason. Like the loading and unloading process just takes so long. And they took like four boats out of commission. I was getting to that. <laughs> I'm just hyped up. Uh, about Brendan's this. a little, yeah, fiery right now. Um, so it just it took a very long time. The whole um like anxiety about is this boat about to tip over because they did not properly distribute the weight is always, you know, like really fun to witness and experience. And then, yeah, like, so Brendan mentioned, by the time we rode it at night, they were kind of slowing things down. But then to add on to that, you can't really see anything at night. Like, it is not a well-lit attraction. It's it's not nighttime friendly. It's just not. I think it would be really fun if it was something like a living with the land where, like, it's always a walk-on. Like, oh, like, we need to kill time. Let's just do Storybook Land Canal. Boats. Yeah. But because there's a wait for it and it takes so long. And those have got to be the smallest switchbacks in the entire world. Yeah. 1955 size. I mean, but that's everywhere. I think those in particular are even tinier. There are Matterhorn. Which one's more smushy? Well, I would say like they're like Pinocchio or something like that. Those are pretty small too. Yeah. Like when it's the wood ones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's no like, there's no even give to those. (laughs) Yeah. But um, but do you agree? Like if it was always a walk on. Well, your attitude would be completely different about it because you didn't just have to wait 30 minutes. I agree. If you just walked on and it was kind of meh. You'd still be like, eh, that was fine. You know, glad yeah. we did it. Yeah. When you wait that long, you're like, mm, <laughs> I could have passed. The few things that we missed in Disneyland, and then we'll go over to, uh, well, the food. food. We missed on all three days. We missed the Tiki Room. Hannah and Clayton got to do it, but we didn't get to do it. We missed Jungle Cruise. Kind of a bummer. It's really shocking that it's not on Genie Plus. I don't know if they just don't have room for it. It has to be like a a line situation. And then we didn't... Was there something else that we didn't get to do? Uh, I mean, we didn't do like Winnie the Pooh. Or Splash. We didn't do anything on Critter Country. You said it wrong. Well, (laughs) long time listeners, if you want to hear how we used to say Critter Country. Or how we still do off air. You can listen to our old Disneyland trip report. All right, food. Dude, besides, truly the highlight. Besides the breakfast chimichanga. Um, so we 
we're originally trying to get a Blue Bayou reservation because Pirates has been under refurbishment. They took down Blue Bayou as well, but just a few days before our trip, they started accepting walk-up availability for Blue Bayou. They were still weren't accepting reservations, but you could do walk-up. So the restaurant opened at 11. You had to be in the proximity of the restaurant in order to get on the walk-up list. So we were right there in New Orleans Square. Uh, all of us, well, three out of the four of us were on there getting it. We kind of viewed it as like a virtual queue yeah. of how to get on because Clayton had like the Navy clock pulled up and then we all pressed it at the same time. We ended up getting on two of our phones had got on the wait list, so then we canceled one of them. They called us back. It did take longer than they said. They said it was going to be like 15 minutes. It ended up being 30 or a little bit like more. Like 45 maybe. Um, I, so when you got in, I think the, what sells Blue Bayou is the ambiance. And because they had all of the construction walls up, still blocking pirates, the vibes were off. I yeah. hate to like use that cliche, but the vibes were off. I mean, it like automatically kind of threw you off as soon as you walked in because it didn't have the same like darkness. Like it was even brighter, which, you know, some might say that's a good thing, but I, you know, it did kind of throw it off from like the mood that you were going for. And then, I mean, the service was great. The food that we ate was good, but it, you know, especially would- for us, like because. Because, like, it's special. Like, we did not get a Blue Bayou full experience. You know, we got a meal. Yeah. I would have probably preferred just go back to Cafe Orleans again. Yeah. There, we did get the mint juleps, and they were very good. They were good. And free refills. And refills constantly. Um, We also tried the chicken jambalaya. Gumbo. Gumbo. I always get those confused. I know you're probably like rolling your eyes at me over there, but it was honestly very good. And then we shared the Monte Cristo and that was the move for sure. Not only did it save us money and room in our stomachs that we could eat more treats, but it was just massive. Nobody needs that much fried dough and cheese in their body. Yeah. Would you give it another try if the, you know, because the walls will be down next time we go there? Um, that is a really good question. I don't know. I think it might because be a one like and done ma- for me. But I also feel like how many Monte Cristos can I eat? Like, I don't even know if I need to go back to Cafe Orleans. Like, is it delicious? Yes. But again, I think Disneyland has so much delicious food that like, I think there's just more to try. Yeah. We're ready to talk about nighttime spectaculars in Disneyland. Was that all the... We didn't talk about my salad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's hard to remember. Everything. It is hard to remember. Um, but I tried the Cobb salad from the Plaza Inn for the very first time on this trip. And it was incredible. Like, if all salads tasted like that, I might enjoy eating salad. Yeah, it's one of those where they, like hand mix it for you and assemble it and like chop it really fine. And it has all the good stuff. I'm a sucker for egg in anything, honestly. 
Um, so it had the egg, chicken, bacon, bacon, croutons, like all the yummy stuff. Red onions. Red onions. We did not get tomato in ours because bleh. But they do that <laughs> typically. And it was just really, really, really good. As a testament to how good it was, we ended up, you got the salad then I got the chicken dinner and we were going to, we split them like half and half and we were both kind of fighting for the salad. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to eat the chicken. I want the salad. Yeah. It was funny. Cause like if you've listened to us literally ever, <laughs> we are not health food people. So we like fighting over salad. That's probably a first. Yeah. Um, the only other kind of snack I can think of that was notable was we did go to the tropical hideaway for the first time. So that was open last time we were there, but we didn't make it over there. But talk about like, that's a really neat space and they can churn through people really quickly. I think it's a good system that they have set up. I don't know if it's better than Aloha Isle in mm, Magic Kingdom. It's better. Because it has animatronics. Well, it has animatronics. It just has seating. I think that's the hardest thing about getting Dole Whip in Magic Kingdom is they hand it to you and then it melts immediately. And then you're randomly walking around with a bunch of napkins trying to woof down your Dole Whip like before it melts all over your hands. Like yeah. It's kind of stressful getting Dole Whip in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it was. The line was really long earlier in the day. So we left and came back. Mm-hmm. which I think worked out because we went kind of later in the evening, got a table really easily. I think we went while the parade was going. Yeah. The first showing of the parade. Yeah. Um, we got the mango, which was very good. Still not as good as watermelon. Watermelon is still the best Dole Whip flavor to me. But we had tahine. We did have tahine. What a treat. We covered it. We really did. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other food. We mentioned the chimichanga, the bad one. Yeah, too many beans. Too many beans. It was, that it was probably the like biggest miss. Beef and cheese. Yeah. Honestly, like the beans are just a filler. It was, Yeah, truly just a filler. So. Or instead of refried beans, it should be like black beans. You know what we did try too? Since we're about to transition into nighttime events, shows, I should say, um, we tried the churro toffee Yep. for the first time. So our blunder in the past is last time we were there, we actually bought some churro toffee. We put it in our bag and never thought about it again. Yeah, we took it back to our hotel room, just kind of like left it there for a, you know, midnight snack kind of thing. And then we never ate it. <laughs> Well, just super disappointing. Just, yeah, super random. Like, what is wrong with us? It was really good. It was like a buttery and salty yeah. flavor. It was not what I was expecting at all. Not, yeah, nothing that I was expecting. I was glad that I was able to just share it because more of a chocolate person. So it wasn't like my kind of sweet treat, but it was good. Like, I see why some people are totally obsessed with it. Yeah. So, uh, night one, we were trying to see Disneyland Forever fireworks. Spoiler alert, we did not see it any of our nights. because we tried every night. 
High winds in the area canceled it every night. We're a little salty because they did have them the night that we arrived, but we didn't have a park ticket. We heard them when we were walking back to our hotel. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit sad, but always something that we can get on the next time. Um, So all three nights, whenever they canceled them, they just played the audio and did the projections for Mickey's Mixed Magic, which was the firework show that we saw last time we were there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a really fun soundtrack. Like everybody around us was obviously, we were on Main Street, like ready Ready to to go. go. Like had the perfect spot for Disneyland Forever. And everybody like, they're so deflated. Like they're super sad. And we were too. And um, they just came on. They said, due to high winds, we can't do it. So we're going to play Mickey's Mixed Magic. But everybody who stayed had a blast, it seemed like. Like there was a family in front of us. Like we specifically heard the dad be like, why are we staying? This is stupid. And then he's like dancing with his kids and videotaping it. Like it was fun. It was fun. So... I mean, it was nice that they still do something, you know, they're not just like, okay, bye, get out, you know, that they they try when it doesn't work out. We were hoping they would just play the audio from Disneyland Forever because we wanted to hear that first part. Yes. The orange trees, it gets me every time. And by every time, I mean every time I watch it on YouTube (laughs) because we've never seen it. Correct. Uh, But yeah, so YouTube has to give us our fix until we get to see it someday. Um, So like at that point when we knew it wasn't happening, we decided that we were going to pivot. So our original plan that first day was that we were going to watch the fireworks and then we were going to immediately watch the Main Street Electrical Parade. Just kind of bam, bam. Well, The second showing of the parade. Yeah. Since we were nervous, you know, about... Like, well, well, when are we going to see the fireworks? We decided, okay, we will just go over to try to catch the second viewing of Fantasmic because that was on our, like, must-do list. Just one correction. I think they only have one showing of Fantasmic, but it doesn't matter. They definitely have two. Oh, okay. That's what Kelsey said. And she's our local expert. Are you looking it up right now? Yes. Please do. So we were going to catch the second show of Fantasmic. And wow. Um, so at this point, if you're following along, we rope dropped. Okay. I stand corrected. Sorry. Thank you. So we rope dropped, you know, got there right at seven that we got there. Oh. I mean, I don't think the park opened until eight. Yeah. But, you know, we were there ready to rock and roll. Um, So at this point in time, we're going to see the second showing of Fantasmic. We are absolutely dying, very tired. And I stand corrected. This was the craziest mob of people that we experienced the entire trip. Not the bag check, but this. This was pure chaos. Um, So for us... You know, obviously we had never experienced Fantasmic in this setting. Like we're just used to stadium seating, which looking at it now is pure genius on Walt Disney World's part because just having to tape off parts of a walkway 
for people to stand in is so stressful. I mean, I don't even know like another word to describe it. But it was very stressful. Just like finding a spot to shove your body into. Well, and you know, the big story out of the opening night when Phantasmic came back was that there was a fist fight that happened. And, you know, reading that from afar, you're like, how could someone do that in Disneyland? And not that like <laughs> we got into an altercation, but I'm saying it totally makes sense. Un- yeah. Understanding <laughs> that scenario, it completely makes sense for yeah. how that would happen. Cause like it is the end of the day. Everyone's on edge. Everyone wants a good seat or a good place to stand or just like a good view at that point. And they make it so hard because they wouldn't let, uh, they wouldn't let you sit down either. So it's not even like, Oh, okay. Like let's all sit down and we can all see. It's like, they know they have to cram a gajillion people into this very tiny space. So they make you stand so that you are taking up less room. And like, I, I get it. But at the same time, the same poor cast member had to keep coming around and like telling like kids in our little section, like stand up, you have to stand up, you have to stand up. So that's probably, it's annoying for the kids. I'm sure it's annoying for that cast member, you know, gotta be. And it's just, it was quite the experience. Yeah. And when it's one of those, like you're at the end of your day, like, I don't, I, th- I think I had like a name for it, but like everybody's doing like the wiggle dance, like because <laughs> the your feet hurt. So you're like switching like the pressure points on your feet. So everybody's got like moving around, you know? And so you leave a little bit of room and then immediately a couple came and stood like yes. right in front of me. The guy was six, four at least. Uh-huh. And to make matters worse, he did the wiggle dance the entire time during the show. So like you'd find a gap to start watching it and then he'd move into it and then you'd lean to the other side and then he'd move into that one. It's like, ah, stand still, please. Or let me get on your shoulders. Yes. But it's like, so everyone's doing that. So I think like Hannah kept getting hit with a backpack. I kept getting hit with like another girl's long hair. And like, I'm sure we were touching them too. Like, I'm not saying we were without fault of the wiggle dance (laughs) or anything, but it was just a lot. So after we griped, you know, (laughs) after we had to just get all this out there, because again, from a not Disneyland standpoint, this was just mind blowing again, like Disney world could never do something like this. I think parades are stressful enough for Disney world in all honesty Um, or the fireworks truly. Um, but it was incredible. The, the show, show was so good. Was so much better. Like if they could take our stadium seating and combine it with that Fantasmic show, I mean, wow. The pirate ship scene, none of us knew that that was coming because none of us had ever even like watched the show on YouTube or anything before. Um, oh, so spoiler alert. It's a pirate ship. <laughs> Do you normally say spoiler alert after you spoil it? I th- yeah, I think that's how that works. Um, but it was like everything was just so incredible. I don't I don't know, just the soundtrack, all the characters, like the movie scenes that they picked and I don't, it was just so great. Yeah. This is kind of a spoiler, but like to have the pirate scene instead of the Pocahontas scene like we have in Hollywood Studios like 
what a no-brainer on which one is better. <laughs> the Pocahontas scene is really bad. I like it because I like Pocahontas, but the pirate ship was way cooler. And just, their Maleficent was so much better. Yes. Well, and it is incredible too, just because the more you watch it and then the more you think about everything that is happening in that space, it's like, oh my God, they built that into that little Tom Sawyer Island and they conceal it somehow until they're ready to do this massive show. Like, how do they even do that? Yeah. I mean, just like the things, you know, all the crazy things that are happening. It's just, how do they do that? It's pretty impressive. In such a small space. Yeah. Like, wow. So we've kind of been chronological loosely. Yes. Do we want to just finish out Disneyland and then we'll talk about DCA at the end? We're an hour in, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't even talked about DCA at all. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, just because, just for like simplicity's sake, I think we need to. Because we already talked about, we never got to see Disneyland forever. All right, so Main Street Electrical Parade, we saw it in like different spurts and then once all the way through. Um, So we would see it as we were trying to hop around to different parts of the park especially when we're trying to get Disneyland forever spots, we would go. I'm hesitant to say this because it's not allowed technically, (laughs) but if you happen, if you're lost tourists like us happen to maybe be looking for some candy or perusing the penny arcade. And we did buy candy. We did. Or maybe even getting some ice cream, some from Gibson girl. Maybe just hang out there in those stores. Don't take up space. Maybe keep moving around. And then as soon as that last float in Main Street Electrical passes by, jump out into Main Street USA and you will get the perfect fireworks spot. I mean, it was a bomb spot. Which maybe makes it hurt more on why they didn't do the fireworks. So anyway, what I'm saying is we saw Main Street Electrical from like inside there a few times. And then our last chance to see it, or like our designated, I guess it was day two. We're like, all right, this is where we're actually going to see it. We um, kind of found ourselves trapped. We're in Tomorrowland. We're trying to decide where do we want to view it? Do we want to view it at the front of the park? The second showing actually starts in the front and goes to the back. So that. It is like the opposite. Yeah. So they don't uh, reroute them and everything. So we were just kind of standing around looking a little lost. Maybe we were trying to decide, are we going to go back to small world? Or are we just going to try to squeeze in something here, somewhere here near to the hub? And the best cast member ever named Glenn, Glenn. walked up to us and he said, Hey folks, you know, where are you guys visiting from? And I guess we just look <laughs> like tourists. He pointed out, I had bought a web slingers hoodie because I was cold. It was cold. <laughs> And I guess he just knew that was a dead giveaway. Like, no local would buy that. (laughs) And he was, where are you guys visiting from? So we told him. And he said, well, where are you trying to watch the parade from? We are like, well, we were actually thinking about going back to Small World and seeing if there's a better spot right there. And he said, well, why don't you just come with me and we'll go sit in these reserved seats over here. And we are like, what, 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 what? (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah. We're not worthy. It was so nice. We had, you know, they... They set up little folding chairs and, you know, they rope it off and everything. And we had a front row seat with 
a chair <laughs> to watch the parade. Um, so it was really nice and it was a very magical moment. Uh, we made sure to thank him several, several times because it was totally unexpected. Um, I mean, like any magical moment would be. And it was just funny. <laughs> like how lost must we have looked for him to pick us out? When I think we were all kind of like our body language is probably pretty bad. Cause I think we were like, some of us wanted to go towards the back. Some of us just wanted to like. Not move. Just, <laughs> we'll see what we can see from here. And so he came in just at the perfect time. Well, and I think, yeah, I don't even think any of us understood what he was asking at first because, you know, he started with, oh, where are you guys from? I think, I mean, we truly all just looked at him like, what? We're like, dude, we're trying to make a crucial decision right now. Leave us alone. <laughs> it was, yeah, it just like looking back, it was hilarious and perfect timing. Yeah. So thank you, Glenn, wherever mm -hmm. you are. Yeah. So does that wrap up Disneyland? I think that wraps it up. Yes. We did do great moments with Mr. Lincoln as well. Can't, I mean, yeah. can't miss that. We Truly, we did it all. Yeah. We really did. Besides the tiki room. Besides the tiki room. Not that I'm bitter or anything. Um. Okay. DCA. So DCA. We're going to have to try to be a little more time conscious, apparently. Um, if you were paying attention even just a little bit, at the beginning, you know that we are totally obsessed with DCA. It is both of our favorite parks, hands down, out of any of the parks that we've ever been in in the United States. So we well, knew close to Dollywood, <laughs> <laughs> Disney parks. Okay, thank you. Um, so we just knew that we wanted to spend a lot of time there, and it did not disappoint. Let's try to break this into characters, because I know there's there's a few characters that yeah. we got to mention. Food, attractions, world of color. Let's, okay. That's exactly what we did for Disneyland. Yeah, but a little more structured this time. All right, sure. So what are we starting with? Let's do characters. Characters, okay. You have never seen two late 20s adults <laughs> lose their minds faster than when Brendan and Catherine saw the character attendant walk up to the rescue rangers meet and greet area and we knew it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, like, it was just we, like. We, like, saw the setup and we're like, oh, maybe they'll come someday. Like, maybe we missed it. I, don't I mean, we, we knew what we were doing. <laughs> we were standing there, um, I mean, purely just waiting for, like, any kind of movement. I don't know how long we would have staked it out because. We didn't have to sit for long, but yeah, it was like the moment we saw that character attendant. I mean, we ran like <laughs> full out only to ran. be beaten by another millennial <laughs> losing their mind as well. It was, you know, great minds. Like, it's just great to be surrounded by people who think the same way that you do. Everybody in front of us and behind us. I heard every single one of them at least once go. Ch -ch 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 <laughs> And I was like, this is, we have found our people and we need to just travel as a pack from now on. <laughs> I mean, and it did not disappoint. They were so cute. They were so excited to be there and to be getting the love that they so deserve. I mean. We told them last time that we saw them, they were Thor and Loki and they loved that. They did like that. Um, 
yeah, lots of hugs, super cute. That was a thrill. That was definitely a highlight. But it was just like, I will never forget that moment. Just standing in line with a bunch of like 20 and 30 year olds. (laughs) There were no children in sight. Oh no. Well, the woman in front of us, um, had her kid take the picture of her with them because yeah. she was like, "Do you want to? You want to join me?" She's like, "No, <laughs> no, I don't care about these chipmunks." And They're... you know, it's fine. You know, other characters that were really noteworthy, we got to meet a new character in Avengers Campus that we had never got to meet before, and that was Groot, and he was the most pure soul ever. We got to meet a few new people in Avengers Campus. We I got know, to meet I was Wanda. With the, I was starting with the best, Groot. Oh, that hurts a little. Groot was pretty amazing. He was so pure. It, he was. Someone gave him a little flower, and he put it on his head, and he held hands with Thor, which, like, hello, that's adorable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was great. Wanda. Thor just kept saying, this is my friend Tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Thor, he literally says his name every five seconds. Yes. What a what a combination, those two. We're gonna um, get to see them in Thor Love and Thunder. That'll be exciting. Uh we are very excited for that. Um, but what else? We saw Wanda. She lived up to the hype. Very intimidating. She was kind of hiding back in the Doctor Strange area. But I think that's they put several people back there. Like with all the time that we spent in Avengers Campus, like you could kind of tell where they put people. Yeah. Last time we went was still when they had a lot of the COVID protocols. And yeah. so they were roped off in a lot of years. So they used that stage, like just the two level like steps almost where like the Dora Milaje uh do their show. They use those for a lot of character meet and greets. And then we didn't see them use that very often. No, we this didn't. Time. Um, but then we also got to see Miss Marvel. Yep. So on her very first day in Avengers Campus, we got to meet Miss Marvel. We had not seen her show yet because it dropped that day. That day. And so we were just kind of welcome. Yeah, we were excited to see her. We obviously we knew who she was, but um, like no real connection. But it was very cool. So I mean, and then of course, like we saw all the normal people out there. We don't have to go through every single person we met, but. If they're in Avengers Campus, we met them. We just didn't get a long interaction with Loki this time, where we did previous trips, which is... Yeah, that's okay. We'll get him next time. Yeah. Uh, but we did see Black Panther. He was cool. We just said we weren't going to go through every person, Brendan. I know, but T'Challa was awesome. I, okay. <laughs> um, uh, any other characters? Well, then we saw America Chavez for the first time with Doctor Strange. We did. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, Avengers Campus is just the best character interaction place ever. Oh, and then we saw Ant-Man walking around a lot. And Wasp. You can't tell I really like Avengers Campus. <laughs> are you rolling your eyes at me? I am rolling my eyes because we are not going to mention every single character. Okay. Anybody else in DCA that you would like to mention? We never saw Oswald. We were hoping no. to. Uh, we met Mickey. At the end of the night, one night, but I really think that might be it. Yeah. He was in like his California outfit. Which is Going cute. out west. Yeah. It was cute. He needs like a briefcase to go with him. So next, you want to talk about food? Food. 
Lamplight Lounge still to it remains in the top spot as the best theme park restaurant I've ever been to. I mean, yeah, touche. And it's interesting because their menu must change every so often because I feel like there are some mainstays, but this time something that we had never had before was the Kung Pao Bao. And that was excellent. Yeah. Like we ended up ordering more orders. And the potato skins, it doesn't sound very exciting, but just order them. They are so good. And sadly enough, the lobster nachos were the worst thing that we had. They were delicious, but it was the worst thing that we ordered. Yeah. And even another waiter talked to us and said like, oh, next time try ordering like chicken or steak on it. I don't know if that would elevate it a ton, but I might try it next time. If it was like a carne asada. That would be. I bet they do that very well. Hannah and Clayton don't like cilantro though. Well, they, but they managed well. Speaking of cilantro. We tried another new food this time, and that was the Berea tacos, queso Berea tacos from Cusino Cucamonga. Is that how you I say literally it? don't know. <laughs> from that Pacific Wharf area in DCA. Uh, as Berea connoisseurs, it was good. It was very good, yeah. It was, it was authentic. It was everything you could have asked for, I think. And it was a decent value. I think it was like 11 bucks or so. I honestly have no clue. I I was just there to eat the food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they did not disappoint. So I would definitely recommend that, especially if you have, tr- well, I guess even if you have never tried Berea, that could be your introduction to Berea tacos. And I think you would not be disappointed. Yep. We did eat at Pim Test Kitchen again on this trip. We had a full meal there. Um, the pretzel, I would pass on that going I forward. liked the pretzel. All really? of you guys did not like it, but I did. Hmm. I would say the cheese was a little odd. I mean, it's definitely a like a true beer cheese. So like it's not your typical Disney plastic cheese that you get with pretzels, but it grew on me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um but the choco smash is still the best thing there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I also tried the pinga, Pingo Dose. Do, dose? Dolce? Dolce? The drink from Hulk. And? It was good. It tasted <laughs> like vanilla Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. You don't drink soft drinks, so. No, that so means I'm nothing not interested at all, but ooh, ah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they have Coke Freestyle machines there, too. That is cool. Yeah, I feel like you see that a lot more. Now, I really think Coke freestyle machines need to be like everywhere. Oh, I mean, I agree. That should just become the the standard. I feel like in Disney World, the only one that I can think of right now is at the Riviera Resort. Yeah. And like probably Disney Springs, maybe. Yeah. Universal has definitely gone all in on them, though. Oh, yes. They are everywhere there. Um, Other food that stood out to you? We didn't really get anything from Cars Land. We got, got a s'mores churro. We did get the s'mores churro. Not the fluffernutter. No. We were in the wrong area. We yeah. missed schmoozies. We really wanted to try schmoozies. We also wanted to try award wieners, but we didn't get a chance to make it to either of those. Yeah, just for whatever reason. I don't know. I think eating at Lamplight really 
did us in because we stuffed our faces. Well, because we planned to just like eat light so that we'd still have a chance to get other things. But then it was so good that we just kept ordering more food. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, because we ordered like one of each appetizer. And if we would have just stuck to the plan, it probably would have been fine. But at the same time, it was still so good that we were like, oh, I could eat another one of those. We're like, well, why not? Let's just do it. Yeah. And, you know, that's where things kind of spiraled. Ready to transition to attractions? Let's do it. So uh, first one I'd like to talk about is because we spent a little bit of time at Lamplight Lounge, we maybe had a few adult beverages. Somehow, Clayton and Hannah convinced us to go on the Pixar Pal around again. We were bamboozled. We were bamboozled. That's a good word. Um, yeah, we must really like them or something because we vowed that we would never do that again. Um, we did not do the swinging versions because we probably would not be here to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) If we did the swinging version, we would have been deceased. Um, but we made it. It actually wasn't terrible, terrible, maybe because we knew what to expect. Like we knew that it was going to be stopping at the top so we could kind of mentally prepare ourselves for that this time um i mean but it's still like not great (laughs) it's not fun but i wasn't nearly as scared this time yes we were probably also trying not to look like crazy people in front of our friends mission failed on that front (laughs) um so we did that um the other big i don't know favorite crowd pleaser i mean mission breakout it's so good. It never fails to just make you smile. The queue is so good. The pre-show is so good. The music is just fantastic. The only complaint I have about it is that it loads really slow. So it was very yeah, it was very kind slow. Of, you're you're on a super high after the pre-show and then it takes so long to load, it kind of wears off. I think whereas Tower a lot of times they get you on pretty quick. And that that has to do with the ride mechanism because they're loading and unloading like the same elevator shaft in Mission Breakout. Yeah. I mean, but it totally like, it makes up for itself. Yeah. I, I still think Mission Breakout is a better attraction than Tower of Terror, but that does not mean that I want Tower of Terror to go anywhere. I think... The best world is a world where you can live in with both of those still existing. I totally agree. But if you are not a fan of Tower of Terror, I would really, and you're going out to Disneyland and you're trying to decide if you're going to do Mission Breakout, I would ask yourself why you don't like Tower of Terror. Like, is it the scariness of it? Is it the dropping? It's got to be the dropping. (laughs) Well, I know, but that queue is pretty intimidating too. It is. And I would just say, if there's any way you can stomach it, do it. Because it's one of Joe Rohde's last projects that like he fully saw through for Imagineering. And it, it's, and it is one of those, I would go all the way and then take the chicken elevator out. Like I think it's worth. To see like the story and everything yeah. play out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does have Joe Rohde written all over it. Like I it is never... so detailed. There are so many Easter eggs. 
I mean, it is just so well done. The animatronic is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you are in a room with Rocket Raccoon. Like, it is amazing. Yeah. I will never find it not funny that in order to chicken out, you have to take an elevator. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that's hilarious. How else are they, you know, I don't know. How else are they going to get you where they need you to be? A fireman's pole. (laughs) You got (laughs) to slide down. That might be worse. Have you ever, you know, when you were a kid, you get like the burn on your hands. I don't think I've ever been on a fireman's pole. What? At a playground? Well, maybe. I probably normally skip those. Probably. Just took the stairs down. Or just (laughs) took a leap of faith and fell on my face. (laughs) Oh, man. Web slingers. Um... We did end up buying an individual lightning lane for it. We probably, it went down. A lot. So we were actually there one time when it went down. And if we had waited a little bit longer, we probably could have jumped in the queue right when it reopened because they emptied the queue. Like they didn't allow people to stay in it. Well, which is like a sign to just how down it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can also do single rider for that one if you'd like. But web slingers is still fun. I don't necessarily understand the hate that it gets. I just, I mean, it is like the Millennium Falcon of, I guess I should say the Smuggler's Run of Avengers Campus. Yeah. I think the other part is understanding that they had to do something like that because of the rights agreement between Marvel and Universal, where because the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man is in... Universal Studios Hollywood, they can't do another thrill attraction. So they had to do like a game in order to have them both exist. Well, and you know, I just think even from just like a park standpoint, like I think it totally makes sense. You need something that kids of all ages for the most part can ride and enjoy. Like it's not scary because I think Mission Breakout would scare a lot of kids. And you know, they need that in that park because a lot of it is more thrilling, I feel like. The only thing I'll say is that, like, obviously we love Avengers Campus. And if it stays the same as it is forever, I will still love going trip after trip. And I love the characters more than anything and and just everything that goes along there. But call your local Disney representative, congressman, whoever you need to, and say that they need to do that e-ticket attraction there. Once they do, I will fully support that it's the best land, like, of anywhere. But I guess I'll have to wait and see what it is then. Well, if it's if it's some sort of Quinjet ride, like, it should be, like, just absolutely unreal. If they put a Rise of the Resistance level ride there. I mean, I agree. I, I would be totally hyped for that. I'm more of a Marvel person than a Star Wars person. So that would just blow my mind. But I'm just trying to be, you know, hesitantly optimistic. Yep. Um, So if you were following the Disneyland news, right before we went was when Radiator Springs Racers had their car catch on fire and they went down for about a week. It did reopen by the time we we went on our vacation. However, Radiator Springs Racers had a lot of problems while we were there. Yeah, it went down a lot. The lines are very long. Um, We did get to ride it twice, but we did single rider both times. And it worked out. I mean, I think both times we were in the same car, right? Correct. So, you know, who cares? It always worked out for us. And even if it didn't, 
like totally worth doing the single rider. But I do think those lines were the longest out of any, even for the, um, the people who purchased the individual lightning lane. It was a very long line. Yeah. They, at one point when it broke down, they came over the intercom and they said, you know, if you were at the end of the line, you were looking at a three hour wait. And that's just crazy. That is like, oh my gosh. It's a very good attraction, but I don't think it's worth three hours. Yeah, three hours is a tough pill to swallow for sure. But uh, I think you also can't discount the two flat rides in Cars Land, both Luigi's and Tomaters are just, they're so fun. We had so much fun. Luigi's was a blast and a half. Like, we got the perfect song. They did like the line dancing and the spinning and everything that you would want out of it. Like, it's just so fun. Yeah. And then Mater's, I don't know why it's just better than Swirling Saucers. Maybe it's just because it's new to us. Or because it's Larry the Cable Guy's voice. <laughs> yeah. Por favor. I mean, how can that not just make you crack up the entire time? It's hysterical. Yep. Uh, and then Incredicoaster. It just never disappoints. Oh, how did I almost miss Incredicoaster? You know, Brendan, I was really expecting you to say that Jesse's Critter Carousel was your favorite. It's kind of like Storybook Link Canal Boats. I'm just trying to block that out <laughs> from my mind. It was cute, though. Was it? It was cute. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but Incredicoaster. Yeah, that was a good one. I think we did that one twice, too. We did write it twice. Um I love. I just love. Like, it's not. I wouldn't necessarily put it in the story coaster category, but it's almost there to me. I would. It's very good. It's it's fairly smooth. It could be smoother, but it's still good. Yes, I think. Like the amount of jostle that you get is like just the perfect amount, you know, to make it feel authentic. Like you are on a pier somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. If it was too smooth, it would just, it wouldn't fit. So we did not do Grizzly River Run, Soren, or Midway Mania. Oh, correct. Yeah, because for whatever reason, something that we were really surprised by was that the Midway Mania um, Lightning Lane, like that was probably the hardest one to get. Like that was the most in-demand lightning lane option yeah we had a theory it's because there's so many attractions with a height requirement in dca and that's one of the only ones that 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 is on genie plus and does not have a height requirement which would totally make sense so we just skipped it because we were just too busy doing other things yep we did monsters inc mike and sully to the rescue i I like it it's kind of worn off for me oh i don't know why Monsters Inc. can't rub off on anyone. Like, it's just too good. It's so wholesome. I just love it. The movie or the ride? The ride. Well, and the movie. Because I think I think you love the ride because of the movie. Yeah. But it's just so good. Yeah. Uh, anything else on DCA before we... I mean, we'll talk about World of Color and then maybe we can just talk about DCA in general at the yes. end. So we did the World of Color dessert package. So I would say in terms of like excitement level for this trip, it was for me, Disneyland Forever was number one. 
like number one thing that I really wanted to experience. Um, so I, I was very, very upset when they canceled it every single night. Um, but world of color was a close second. And we did decide to do the dessert package just so that it would be kind of like one less thing for us to worry about as far as finding a seat. And just like, because it was new, like we wouldn't know where to stand necessarily to have like the best spot. And you know, you don't want to waste an hour or so like of your vacation, just sitting and waiting. So we did the dessert package. Um, I think we had a really good spot. Yeah, they were good. I mean, some of the bottom was blocked off by people standing in front of us, but you were able to sit the entire time and see 95% of it. Yeah. I mean, so much of it is, you know, elevated that I don't think it made like a huge difference with like the people standing in front of us. Um, But we were all very surprised with just the number of tables that they pack into that little area. Like it is very smushy. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you can hear the entire conversation that the party next to you is having. Yes. Which is funny. Um, The food and the drinks. So it does come with obviously dessert, um, but also drinks, alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Supposed to come with two. And again, you can't count on this. And we didn't have more than two. So I don't even know if like, I don't know if any people would have time to have more than two. Yeah. But our server did say like, I'm not counting. Yes. So if you're really trying to like get bang for your buck and you want to slam Heineken's, then you can <laughs> certainly do that. Um. So yeah, we got some drinks. I, he brought around our waiter some just like hot chocolates because it started to get a little chilly, which is so sad because it's June. Um, but we did have to buy sweatshirts, as Brendan mentioned, because we got cold and we were unprepared to be chilly. Um, so I did enjoy my hot chocolate very much. Um, the array of desserts that they offered was good. Like, I feel like they gave you a wide variety, but like the quality <laughs> of the desserts was a little strange. Some cheeses, some fruit. Well, some by fruit, I mean grapes. Packaged crackers. Yeah. I mean, I surely, I would assume most people there are not going for the food, right? Like you're doing it just for the seat. Yeah. But it still worked out, though, that because that was the same day that we did Lamplight Lounge, I think we were still so full from that meal that we did the dessert party and we did not eat dinner that yeah. day. Which, I didn't even realize it until like 11 o'clock at night. Which is unheard of for us because like we do not skip meals. <laughs> we're, we're like not the kind of people to if forget anything, to eat. If anything, we add more meals to the day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I do think it was just a testament to how much we ate more than anything but, I mean, it was a very full plate, so. All right, so what everybody wants to know. World of Color, you said your hype level was really high. Oh, it was very high. How would you review it? Um, so I think the best way that I would review World of Color is I I thought it was a really cool show, Like, and there were definitely moments where it was very beautiful, just like the way that they're able to do their projections and like it kind of makes it sparkle. And I don't know, like I just thought visually it was very beautiful at different points. 
Um, I really liked the way that it opened with Walt's voice, you know, kind of saying like, this is the wonderful world of color. Um, like an homage to the TV show that he did and everything. I really enjoyed that. And like that started to make me like a little misty eyes. I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be the best show ever. Um, and then it kind of went downhill. Um, just as far as like the movie clips, I think we've been so programmed to think like a show has to have like that beginning, middle and end, even if it's not like a full story. I feel like when we watch like nighttime shows like enchantment or happily ever after, you know, you have like the love scene, the friendship, the heroes, the villains, and then like it all at the end, you know, the whole, just like the ending, you know, a happy ending. For this one, it just seemed like the most random hodgepodge of movie clips. And I was very confused because I was like, are we going with a Pixar theme because this is Pixar Pier? Are we doing a water themed because there's water? And then it just like spiraled into, I don't know what the heck we're watching at this point. Yeah. Like no rhyme or reason. Um. The weirdest clips that stood out to me were Dory speaking whale. And like, that's a long scene. Like, it's not just like she made one whale noise and like you giggled and then they moved on. Like they did the whole whale clip. Like we get it. She speaks whale. Um, The other one that really shocked me uh, was the Mufasa dying clip. Like, we saw him fall off of his little ledge, hit the ground, and then we heard Simba crying out to him, looking for him. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like I need to know who decided that that was appropriate. Like, what was someone going for in that moment? Like, who approved this? I think my review is very similar to yours that like technically speaking, it is outstanding. Like maybe one of the coolest things that I've seen from that standpoint, as much as I hate the harmonious barges, like to me now that's the pinnacle as far as technology and like what something can look like. Um, But yeah, it's, it was the songs and the story. And so from what we understand, there's been different iterations through the years. And we had heard people say, like, this is the worst iteration. Which is disappointing. So I'd really like to see it again because I think the potential is absolutely sky high. If you pair that with, like, some of the songs and scenes that they did in A Happily Ever After or even in A Harmonious or even A Wishes, like, it would be top of the line to me. But... I mean, it's a very long show. I think it's close to 30 minutes. I I would be interested to see the actual timing, but I would, I would honestly bet that there's at least eight, if not 12 minutes of Little Mermaid. <laughs> and again, this is my bias speaking. I despise that movie. I mean, that's a whole different topic that we can talk about. But like, I mean, I like... Kiss the girl, and I like Under the Sea, but... 
overall, right. you're just not a little mermaid person. That's okay. Correct. So I did like the up scene. Up got some love. But it was very brief. It was. Like the amount of, yeah. I think it could really use, kind of like you said, like a wishes, like a Jiminy Cricket, like a good narrator, someone to kind of keep us going. It could use like just some something that makes it cohesive, even. Even if they don't care about like a beginning, middle, and end. Just give us something. Well, and I even thought at one point, are they trying to hit like the different lands of DCA? Like a Hollywood land, a Cars land, but then like a Pixar period. But that wasn't what they were going for. I truly don't know what they were going for. I mean, I just, I just truly don't know. Do you think we're, I don't know. Do you think we're too critical Pam and Clayton I mean, felt the same way, so we might we might be critical, and maybe it is just because like Disney World recently has put out some pretty good nighttime shows. Like as much as we hate to admit it, I think. Ooh, so you're a fan of Enchantment? I I never said I was a fan. It's it's well done, and I still prefer Happily Ever After because it's the goat. Yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things I could fill in the blank there. Um, just We'll just leave it at because. Um, but I do think they put on good shows. And like you said, it did give us like a different appreciation almost for Harmonious. Because um, we really like the music in Harmonious. Like they nailed it yeah. with like the selections and everything that they were doing there. In our opinion. So, yeah. I... I'm not going to write it off forever. Obviously, I'd love to go back and see a different version of it. Um, And I would just love to get to the bottom of who made that decision (laughs) to put that collection of clips together. The other thing that I'm, this is getting nitpicky, and I admit that it's nitpicky, and it didn't even affect me. (laughs) But the thing I thought was so strange, like we talked about crowd control in Fantasmic, and like you understand why they need everybody to stand up and push forward as much as they can because they have too many people and not enough space. Like that's the only way to fit more people in there. For World of Color, they were doing a virtual queue for the reserved areas. And then they had general admission, I guess general is the right viewing. General viewing in the back. Or that's we couldn't see that, so I can't speak to how that happened. But in front of us people in the splash zone, what I like to call it. Um, I mean, they definitely left drenched. (laughs) Yeah. Those people got the virtual queue, so they had reserved seating. All of them before the show were sitting on the ground to watch it. And everybody was in there who was going to be in there. Like they all had to check in like a similar process to what we did to show like I got the virtual queue And then, you know, they showed him which corral that you're in. And about 10 minutes before showtime, they come by. Same thing as Fantasmic. Need you to stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. And it was like, why? What was, you're not fitting more people in here. And then immediately you get the dads putting kids on, dads or moms, putting kids on shoulders, which then that did actually block our view from our area. Not bad enough to like, complain about just mentioning it (laughs) but i don't know it was just a really weird decision i think because they were 
perfectly fine being seated. And maybe it's just because they know that the one person will stand in each group and like ruin it. But like if that happens, like that happens, like that's a risk that you would run, I don't know, at any time. I'll just never forget one time at a Mickey's Not So Scary, it was like lightning in a bottle. We just happened to be there for fireworks and everybody stayed seated the entire time in the hub. Do you remember that? I, well, yeah, do I remember that? And it was like, I understand why this can't be the, the norm because you got to fit more people in there and being seated takes more space. But it's like, you wish this is what it could always be like. I mean, it is a great experience, especially for people in a theme park who are tired of standing. Yep. And that's just what it comes down to is just like, let the people sit. Yeah, Give I, the people what they want. It's nitpicky. I just thought like, you know, cause we noticed like logistic things like that. It's like, that was a really weird decision. Cause they were all happy campers and it's a very long show to stand through. I agree. So after this trip, DCA still your favorite Disney park you've ever been to. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, just overall thoughts on DCA. I think they're killing it at the food game. I think Avengers campus is incredible. Cars land is amazing. We did get to see the Shaboom moment. We did. And I don't know if we've seen that before, honestly. Um, So that was really cool. They even do like a little show, you know, with like flags and dancers and stuff for it, which is fun. Um, I mean, I could go on. Just I think everything about it is just really great. So it is funny, like when we look back at the history of DCA to know that it was like a complete and utter flop at the beginning. And then like to see it now, like it is really nice. You know, Disney can correct their mistakes. At this point, just knowing what you know about the international parks, do you think there is a park out there that can upseat it as your favorite one? I mean... According to what everybody says, it's got to be Disney Sea in Tokyo. Yeah, in Tokyo. Yeah, I think that would probably be the only one that would come close. People rave now about Disneyland Park in Paris too. Well, I mean, and that is on our list. Like, we would love to go to Disneyland Paris. I just there's just something special about DCA. I think I've been saying. Do you agree with like it's the best of Epcot? And it's the best of Hollywood studios matched together. Yeah, I would agree with that. So that's where we stand on that. And I feel like we have to start wrapping this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so overall, just an absolutely outstanding trip. Oh, we had one last meal to talk about. On departure day, we went to Storytellers Cafe at the Grand Californian Hotel. Uh, nothing to write home about. Yeah, it was the way that they do the buffet and everything was just like really weird. Um, I would probably not recommend it, especially for the price. I think it was 70 something dollars a person. The characters were not interactive and the food was not good. Oh, yeah, they did not. I mean, they were not interested in Pluto was the only one who spent more than like five seconds at our table, which is like disappointing because. Yeah, it's just disappointing when you do spend $75 on breakfast and then you don't get that character interaction. Yeah. So, but 
ending on a high note, absolutely wonderful trip. We're already trying to plan our next Disneyland trip. Maybe Halloween. Maybe if we go, I mean, I, I'm just going to come out and say if we go again and like next time it has to be for Halloween or Christmas. We've never been for Christmas, but I don't think it can top Halloween. Can it top Halloween? Monsters after dark. Monsters after dark. Oogie boogie. Oogie boogie bat. Like I just, I don't know if it can be topped. I've never been a Halloween person, but there is something very special about like Disneyland at Halloween. I mean, that might be one of the best trips that we've ever taken ever. Yeah. That was the very last year of Mickey's Halloween party. So I feel like we have to go to compare Oogie Boogie to it. It's research, you know, research (laughs) purposes. Research for a nighttime event that no longer exists. Correct. So we thank you guys for following along and listening. If you've made it all the way up to this point, we really appreciate your dedication to learning (laughs) more about this Disneyland trip. Um, Crazy enough, this is just part one of two for these. So... I believe the next episode is over an hour long as well. So you're really getting a lot of bang for your buck of zero dollars and zero cents to <laughs> listen to these. So that will go up in just a few days. And again, that's a Q&A that we did with Hannah and Clayton. We'll cover some of the same topics that we discussed on here, but it's a lot more, you know, what was your favorite memory? What was your favorite food? That kind of stuff to get their perspective on that kind of stuff. So we thank you guys so much for listening. and We will chat with you real soon. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.